What exactly is Christianity? You ever think about that? That's a great question. Some people call it a religion. Some people call it a relationship. Mm-hmm. And those are all true yeah. to an extent. But we read recently a book by a guy named Greg Kokel, who says that Christianity, more than just being a religion, more than being a relationship, is actually a worldview. And he defines worldview as a picture of reality. It's a certain understanding about how the universe works. Uh, We did a short series on the topic of worldview a while back. We'll link to that in the show notes. But what I really want to tell you about is a special event that we have coming up. It's happening on March 21st at 7 p.m. here at the Lake Forest campus in the Refinery Theater. Unless it gets so big that we have to move it to the Worship Center. It could be in either of those two places. We'll try to keep you posted. Uh, But don't miss this event because Greg Kokel is coming out here to Saddleback to have a special evening with us. He's going to be teaching through his material on the story of reality. He's going to talk to us about the Christian worldview. What are the big hallmarks that define our faith and sort of help establish the rational basis that that the Christian faith is built upon. It is going to be a great night. It's going to have some great teaching from uh, from Greg. It's going to have some Q&A with him. Uh, you'll have an opportunity to meet him and just, just kind of shake his hand and have a fun night. We'll be there as well because we wouldn't miss it. Uh, it's brought to you by the Spiritual Maturity Team, and it is going to be a fun, fun evening. So again, March 21st, 7 p.m. at the Lake Forest campus. If because we're always taking care of you guys who live far away. If you can't make it, you're too far, you're in another country, whatever. We still care about you. We still want you to be able to check this out. So we will be live streaming this event so you can view that. We'll link that in the show notes. And uh, you can also watch it on our website after the fact. So if you miss it, we'll give you a link in the show notes so you can come back and watch what you missed. You won't want to miss that. Will ya? No, you? I won't. don't think so. So just to reiterate, that's going to be Wednesday, March 21st. Correct. And um, it's a great opportunity if you have some friends that, you know, may have their, you know, have their qualms about this whole Christianity Jesus thing. Yeah, they're thing. skeptics. They're not sure they buy into this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Sure. This is a perfect opportunity. Invite them out here, out here or, to, or to watch it as a viewing party at your house. Yeah. Put some popcorn on and, and put great cocoa on. Anybody who's curious about the faith, this is a good exactly. event for them. So don't miss that. Um, we have a great guest today. We are uh, going to be talking with Jay Cranda, who is the online campus pastor. Um, perhaps many of you guys know him. Um, And so we're excited to talk to him about his favorite person in the Bible. Uh, Again, we're not going to tell you who it is. You got to wait and see. You have to wait another 15 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a doozy. And so uh, come on back and uh, enjoy the conversation with Jay. Hey, we're back with Jay Cranda. Thanks for joining us, Jay. Thank you. You're probably the closest friend that I've had on the show. Long time bud. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How do we know each other? From uh, the church we grew up at, pretty much. <laughs> I know. So we, we've actually... Please remind me. I know I recognize you. The, <laughs> you were like in my wedding and stuff. I was your best man. I, you were my best man. Wow. Yeah. This is getting so, close. I know. So yeah. yeah. So actually, the what we're talking about today, actually, we actually had Bible studies in college I forgot you yeah. were in that. Yeah, we, we t- we've talked about Daniel. So yeah. That's sweet. Shows Let's bring Jay into the conversation. I thought of you <laughs> in prepping for this. I forgot that I <laughs> we went to college together. This is amazing. Uh, yeah. College ministry, college ministry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jay so. outran me in his schooling. <laughs> I couldn't keep up. Anyway. Uh, physically, anyway. I ran you, but it was cool. <laughs> That never happened. Uh, let's talk like about what you that. do. You're the online pastor for Saddleback, as we've already told everybody. But uh, tell us what that involves and what you love about that. How long you've been doing it? Yeah, so et cetera. 
Yeah, so we, we offer our services online, both um, live and on demand. And so we offer a way for people to watch them, you know, in all sorts of ways. But really, a lot of my job has been around that our kind of campus uh, oversees all the follow-up on those people who accept Christ, who interested, you know, in getting to a small group prayer. And we also offer online-only groups, and sm- people can host groups far from Saddleback. So it's really a, you know, for a lot of local people, um, it's a it's a first impressions ministry where they can kind of get involved and we drive them yeah. to a local campus or a local church or we help them to actually bring the church to wherever they're at if they're you know a lot of people are watching in remote areas or don't mm. have a you know I would say a PD church a church that's very like Saddleback so we help yeah. provide a community for them. That's, That's really cool. I bet that we have a bunch of, of watchers or listeners that attend that the online like, campus. Hey, that's Jay. So yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to our <laughs> online campus audience. <laughs> yeah. Nor, like, I think the Lake Forest audience is probably like, who's this guy? Yeah. But then there's this huge, I mean, how many people watch like roughly the online services each week and come to the online campus? Yeah. So we, so last year on average, my, my our average of our community was we had 20,000 people who watched 30 minutes or more. So not just wow. a view, but like retention, 20,000 uh, 20, people. So Sticks. yeah, that's, that's a little better than it. our show. <laughs> well, you know, it's a little, yeah. And how many small groups? You guys have tons of small groups too, right? Yeah. We, we have about 2,300 small groups. Wow. So uh, like all over like, like the world, right? Yeah, all over. That's so, crazy. so sixty percent really meet cool. um, in homes, forty percent are online, and so, um, and we're always trying to push them to become physical groups. And yeah, so it's really it's again we we have a large audience, so it's it is a lot of groups, but we also have a lot of people who watch. So yeah, that's really yeah, neat. for sure. So anybody who's out there who sometimes kind of interacts with Saddleback Church, but you're not plugged in in a group yet, Jay Crand is the guy yeah. you need to talk to. Yeah. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so you can just email me at jyk at saddleback.com not to and you guys have already made we plugged your email, email pretty know, hard yeah. <laughs> I heard this. Yeah. the jk at saddleback and it's it's confusing i had to explain it to jason uh, yeah, yeah i didn't need, no, i didn't know i'm gonna be honest <laughs> jay or you can just email online at saddleback.com oh that's easier. that's probably easier or that's we'll just easier. put it in the description yeah, that's true so you can just you know <laughs> click on the email address in the show in the show description we'll do so many favors for you guys it's, it's <laughs> yeah it's we gonna care. be it's gonna be easy all right Let's get into it. Let's talk about your fave. Who is your favorite Bible character? This is the reveal. Yeah. So Daniel. Daniel oh, is Daniel. my favorite um, by far. My Actually, my, my first son, I did not go with the first name, but his middle name is Daniel. Sweet. So, and, and Doug knows this, but I, I named my, Jody and I named our first son Cash. So, uh, you know, after I'm, Daniel, yeah, yeah. After, I know after <laughs> all the, the money <laughs> Daniel raked in, um, yeah. and so, um, you know, but no, so like we kind of like, you know, we really liked the name cash, but I kind of felt conflicted as a pastor that his first name was cash. So we went with that strong middle name, Daniel, <laughs> but his middle name's Daniel. <laughs> Just FYI, FYI, we're not cash like, money. Crandall. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> cash me outside. No, no. Uh, so tell us, tell us why Daniel. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many reasons. You know, the book of Daniel obviously has, you know, so many. I mean, the first six chapters are like a narrative. The last six have all this prophecy stuff, which a lot of people don't necessarily really like go deep into. Yeah. Um, but I just love the story of Daniel because it's a story of somebody who lived out their faith in not a uh, very straightforward way. He was yeah. put into really pagan culture and he, and he thrived under two very famous uh, empires and yeah. those empires one conquered the the Jewish people and and then and they got conquered and so he just he had to figure out 
um, to how to live out his faith in in a non-direct way. And so I've always been, you know, it's one thing to kind of like go to church and, you know, if you have a bunch of Christian friends and it's like, that's one thing, it's like, it's very straightforward, but how do you do it, you know, in a way that it's not easy? And I think most people, you know, again, in workplaces, that's not a Christian environment. How do I live out my faith in that context? Or yeah. with family members mm-hmm. who are not a Christian, Christians, how do, how do I respond? I think Daniel is a great example of somebody thriving in a non-traditional kind of context. And yeah. I've always been intrigued on that. That's really cool. Yeah. But we, now it, it, it may be that it's faithfulness. So I may be, you know, answer my own question. But uh, if you could name just a, a trait, kind of like when you think of Daniel, that you're like, oh, I love this about him. What is one trait that you would say really just kind of captures the essence of Daniel? I yeah. I, well, I definitely, you did steal it. It is faithfulness. Great. <laughs> I admit, that was great. Um, you got a little <laughs> prophetic part of you. I love it. Well, um, I, I so. read Daniel before coming in. <laughs> great. I had a dream. He interpreted <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. It revealed. Yeah. Just don't bring no coal to my lips. I don't want to touch that. Um, so the, um, so many. Isn't that Isaiah good. or Jeremy? It, it's more like, uh, no, yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I love, yeah, his faithfulness. Again, like, I don't, I think it's something that, you rush through, but really thinking about, you know, I, I've thought about this, like what if another, like another country came in and like conquered us and then not only conquered us, probably killed a bunch of my family and friends that I know, and then took the select group of people, the best and carted them away. And Daniel's one of these people that he loses his culture. He loses a lot of people he knows, and he's, he's thrown into this new context and the easiest thing for him to do would have been to abandon, but somehow he figures out how to honor God in a way that is, to me, it's just, it's, you know, it, a lot of times, I know you guys have probably talked about this on the show, but like you read parts of scripture and they just kind of like list something and you move on. But if you actually think about what he's going through, yeah. it makes me extremely sad and and also proud that, you know, it's this comeback story almost of somebody who doesn't get he doesn't let the the situation rule him that he, he figures out how to honor God. So yeah, his faithfulness, yeah. again, I think most people would have just figured out how to survive. They would have gone into survival mode and yeah. he did it. He 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 survived, but he learned how to thrive really. And and yeah. so that faithfulness is something that I, I really love about him. Can can you give us just for anybody who's not maybe too familiar with the story, who maybe hasn't spent too much time in the Old Testament or whatever, who doesn't know the Daniel story, can you give us just the You've alluded to a few pieces of it. Can you give us just a quick like overview of Daniel? You talked about the captivity that was in. Can you just give us yeah. a few of the tidbits there for, for yeah, those who haven't read it? And you should read the book of Daniel, yeah, you should. especially after this conversation. First six chapters and then the later part. You can Get a commentary yeah, for get, the rest Get a of good it. commentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, you're coming to the end of the, you know, Israel and, you know, Judah, like, empower at the end of Second Kings where you have all these people that are bad and good kings, and really yeah. they've kind of gone on a trajectory of bad kings. Yeah. The empire's already split, uh, split into you know northern, southern. Northern's gone at this point. Yeah, northern's mm-hmm. gone at this point. And now you just have the, the southern Judah, and essentially... Hanging by a thread. Hanging by a thread. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, um, you know, they they kind of get, uh, get overthrown by uh, the Babylonian empire. And this is where, like, Nebuchadnezzar and all these people are, are very famous, but essentially comes in and there's, you can read at the end of Second Kings this story. There's a lot of brutal things that happen, you know, like the Babylonian Empire. There's one where, like, the, the king comes in and, like, you know, makes him watch his kids get murdered. Yeah, and it's bad. There's all sorts of bad stuff. But you're thinking this is, again, Daniel's part of this and the people of Israel here. Yeah. And obviously Israel has had this long story of, of being strong and, 
and surviving. And now I would think a lot of people in Israel thinks like, oh, we're going to overcome this because mm-hmm. they've had hundreds of hundreds of years of overcoming extreme circumstances. Yeah. But this is not one of those times. Yeah. And they literally, and so they get captured and it says that they kind of got rid of most of the people, but they, they kept the best. And the idea is a lot of empires would do that, that they would take the best crop and kind of integrate them into some kind of mode. And so Daniel gets carted back to uh, uh, Babylonia and he uh, now is uh, a servant there. And yeah. in the process of that, the story, there's a couple of things that happen to him. One is uh, they want him to eat a certain diet so he can uh, survive a certain way. And um, he says, no, he says, I'm going to eat this way uh, according to God's laws and in this certain yeah. way. And essentially he ends up being tested to be true. And they actually convert all the servants to eat this way. So that's one notch on his belt that, yeah. okay, God's ways are true. Another one is, um, is he, uh, the, the king is having uh, visions and nobody can figure out what's going on. And ultimately, uh, it, somebody finds out from somebody Daniel was good to says, Hey, there's this guy, Daniel, uh, his God says that, you know, he knows the future and essentially Daniel's brought forward and he tells the king what the vision in is. And through that, the king loves him and, and rises him up. Um, I believe it was like second in power, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he skyrockets, becomes yeah. like his chief advisor. Yeah, one yeah. of the chief, chief advisors. And then through that, he has favor. He's ruling uh, with, you know, he, he has influence. And yeah. then there's, you know, again, at the top, uh, essentially the, the famous story that most people know is the, uh, the, the Daniel in the lion's den, where essentially some people don't like Daniel's success in uh, what they do is they, uh, they pretty much get him to contradict the king, yeah. even though there's a friendship. And one of it was Daniel, even though there were all these rules, he still uh, loved God and he would pray. So they caught him praying to a different God yeah. and they pretty much throw him into the, da- da- the lion's den and the king yeah. didn't want it. And Yeah, the but, king's bummed, his hands are tied. He's, hands he got tied. tricked into making this law. And, and it's a terrible, but of, of course, God protects Daniel in the lion's den. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of these stories. Another one is the writing on the wall, which is a famous saying now. Um, but like there, there's all these stories of pretty much Daniel thriving, uh, in this context. And, and again, he, he survives under the Babylonian empire when the Babylonians get conquered by the Persian empire. I mean, like Daniel has all these encounters with like Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Darius, uh, even like Xerxes, uh, one and, uh, uh, Cyrus a little bit like he has all these loose connections with all these famous people in history <laughs> yeah and you know and and so like he had to be considered like this old time this old, by the end of his ministry he had to be just thought of as like this old timer who just knew the robes like oh I've Colin lived Daniel. through every yeah. kingdom <laughs> I was there in Judah I, I was there in Babylon uh, yeah. I was here for the Medes and the Persians he's like I'm not going anywhere, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. at some point he probably just started smirking at kings and be like yeah, yeah. When watch. you're gone, I'll yeah. still. Be well, here. in a way, he became like the Israel, you know, like he just kept surviving and, and yeah. being successful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that I mean, that's the quick overview. But if you read Daniel one through six, you can. There's just again so many stories, and and there's there is like writing on the wall is one of those stories that there's a lot of sayings even from Daniel that are just kind of incorporated into American culture or even yeah. the English culture that's just abundantly true. Yeah, we should note too that I think it was last year Pastor Rick did a sermon series mm-hmm. on Daniel. Yeah. So yeah. it, you know, where he talks, I, I forget how long he spent in Daniel, but it was many, many weeks. Yeah. So it might be worth going back and watching that series too. If you're, yeah. if you've got a real interest in Daniel and haven't read it or know much about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's also the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego yeah, story in there, which another. is fun. Kind of an adjunct story to him, like his buds who are also pretty faithful and cool, which is, which is great. <laughs> this is a tangent. But the Daniel and the Lion's Den story, one of the funniest, the, the funniest 
depictions of that I've ever seen was in VeggieTales. <laughs> they did always VeggieTales. They yeah. did a Daniel in the Lion's Den thing, and the king was all fretting, and the king was that asparagus guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think Larry was <laughs> Larry the cucumber was Daniel. And at the end of that night, where he was down there with the Lions, then and the king rushed back to to see like. And he called down, Daniel, are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. And he's like, see you later, guys, to the lions. He's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, we had pizza. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking that is such a funny depiction of that. Uh, anyway, I think you kind of touched on this a little bit, but we'll just give you a chance to clarify it if you want. But what's the, what, what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned personally and that you've tried to apply to your life from the Daniel story? Yeah, I, I think the main thing is just that understanding of, I don't know, like, and we talk a lot about this at Saddleback of, of living out your faith. Um, and what does that look like? And I think, you know, Pastor Rick is a great model of this. And, and we talk in a great, a ton about the idea of, you know, sharing truth in love. And I love that, you know, Daniel obviously has a strong faith. Um, he has a strong knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to, you know, continue on even when he doesn't probably have a lot of the, he doesn't have like a, you know, a, you know, the old Testament right there with him where he can just kind of carry it on. Yeah. He, but he figures out how to apply the principles of his faith in a very healthy way. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it's, you know, the tendency for, I think a lot of people is to be dogmatic, just like, here's the truth and coming yeah. here heavy. And, you know, to be honest, if Daniel had done that early on, he would have just been killed. Yep. And, he figures out in a discernment, and that's the hard part, figuring out how do you do that in that context. But he figures out how to be true to his God and also to his boss. Mm-hmm. And and it's a line that's a moving target. And obviously in, in moments he gets in trouble, in moments he yeah. he gets rewarded. And yeah. so it isn't this like, you know, if then that kind of thing. But in for him, it ended up working out in the long run. But for me, it's being faithful to God and figuring out um, you know, with people and most importantly, people I'm trying to be a witness to, yeah. like family members and different friends. If if there's something I don't agree with, instead of just like, oh, you're in sin or you're a, a weirdo, you know, I think Daniel has a great model of like he was able to be around a lot of different people not like him. And he probably mm. saw all sorts of things, but he was able to be in the room and be strong and be a light. And I think mm. for me that to me that's like one of the things that has encouraged me the most of just figuring out how to share Jesus in messy situations. Yeah. And he kept his integrity. Like he, yeah. like he was one who, who never compromised on anything, yeah. even though almost everyone around him was <laughs> right. You know, which is, he knew how to really, like, when I think of Daniel, it seems like to me, he knew how to draw the line. He knew how to draw the line in the sand in the right place. Like mm-hmm. he, 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 he submitted to the Kings and to the, to the powers that he knew that God had placed over him, that mm-hmm. God had allowed to exist, you know. Um, Paul, and is it Romans or First Corinthians, where he talks about submitting to authorities because mm-hmm. God has placed those authorities. Uh, and God even says that he used the Babylonian Empire as an agent of his will mm-hmm. against Israel, who had who had turned from him. And he he knew how to submit to those authorities and have have good relationships with the authorities that existed, but he also knew where to draw the line and mm-hmm. say, but, but I won't go past this point. Yeah. Like on these issues, I will not bend. I cannot change. And if it means I die for that, so be it. Yeah. So man, he was a great blend of like, he didn't just, he knew how to pick the right hill to die on. Yeah. And I think that's important for us in culture, especially a culture that, you know, seems like it's turning further and further away from from the values that, that we see in the scripture. I think we have to find a way to exist in our yeah. culture like yeah. that. The culture is turning and there are certain ways that we can 
we can, can we can maintain our voice and culture mm-hmm. by making sure we submit in the right areas, but we also have to know what are our non-negotiables, yeah. the things like the things that we will not bow down to, the yeah. things that we will not let go of. Yeah. Uh, man, and he did that so well. Mm-hmm. And that was really a lot of the thrust of Rick's series on that too. Yeah, it was. Which is it really, was the main really theme of the whole stuff. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. All right, take us on. Um, so this is kind of a fun question. <laughs> if you could go back in time <laughs> and witness one moment of Daniel's life, what would it be and why? Uh before I was like anywhere in time. Oh, oh, we're talking about Daniel. We're talking okay, about okay, Daniel. Uh, Welcome <laughs> yeah, back to the episode. <laughs> sorry, the uh, moment of creation. Yeah, I know. Be there. I probably wouldn't let there be life. Probably, yeah. yeah, that probably wouldn't be the best <laughs> best yeah. time. Oh, hold your breath. Got no create air, already. <laughs> no air gravity. This is yeah. a bad idea. Or space uh, for that matter. Space, right? true. I'm just getting crushed. Um, so that was a good joke. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for me with Daniel, I mean. You know, you could go, you can go to one of those prophecy moments and f- totally be like, I want to see what the world was actually happening. And, you know, yeah, what was that goat thing? I know, and the wheels. And, and there's this idol and miry clay and, and a bear, little horn. I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. Um, did you see it? Was it a claymation? You know, like Wallace yeah. and Gromit? What was going on? Um, <laughs> but I, I'm sure it'd be, re- I'm Wallace sure it'd be and Gromit. very interesting to sit there watching Daniel have this prophecy. Yeah, I, like, I wonder what he's thinking. Like, well, he's into Why are his it? eyes bugging? <laughs> he's into it. But outside of all that stuff, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I mean, for sure the, the lion's den thing is, I mean, that's it, pretty legit. It has to be the one. Um, yeah. because first off, it's a, it's a successful story, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I don't want to be in like carnage. the conquer or anything like that, but like, and don't show up early for the guy before him. Yeah, that's true. true. That's true. Oh. And so be right on time and get out of there when it's over. I, I just wanted to, I want to see, like, I would love to see like the King's face more like, mm-hmm, yeah. like they talk about how he, you know, he felt stuck, but I would love to see, I, I think you get a good understanding of their friendship and yeah. their connection based off that and and also just under you know then you have the gotcha moment when daniel survives the next morning of the guys who threw him in like i would love yeah. to see i mean i'm not going to hang around and watch them get thrown into the lion's den <laughs> but um but just seeing that you know seeing how many lions are in there what does that look like you know i think that whole moment is such an interesting there's so much there and it's so famous so i would love to yeah i mean that's definitely something if in heaven they have like a playback zone you know like i want to like <laughs> playback zone in heaven yeah maybe know. in heaven there's a tivo that's been recording all of human history <laughs> yeah. and you can just go back and watch I think, whatever you want i think want. the only thing that would be problematic is can we watch people sin in heaven when anyways besides the point that's mind bending yeah, theology right there a, it's probably a, it's a no <laughs> <laughs> just probably get to the but chase we there. remember anyways okay go <laughs> Not to drop that. I think another fun one could be. I I definitely agree. If I if I was picking a favorite character, it would have been Daniel actually, mm-hmm. and I think a close second to that one for me would be when Gabriel appears to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be like, let's see what this whole oh, conversation man. went down like. Totally. Let's see, uh, yeah. so much like even that whole thing. They say like I couldn't get to you in time, and there's like a time thing going on, and yeah, he says <laughs> so, like, he says as soon as you began to pray, a command was given, and I was sent. But he says that he was. He was thwarted on his journey by the what prince of the power like? of Persia. Yeah, we got like Constantine action going on. References here. to this angelic <laughs> battle. And then, yeah, he said Michael had to come and help me out so I could get back on my way. Going- it was like, dang, that is a serious <laughs> glimpse into spiritual warfare. And it's always so tantalizing. It, they, they, it's always like just these tidbits that get you thinking. Anyway, yeah, that's a good one. I think I'd probably go back for that one too. Uh, if you could ask him one question, what would it be? 
I mean, you for sure, and this is this is going to be my bent, but like for sure, I would ask something around. So again, we were talking about earlier about all these people he interacted with, of you know Nebuchadnezzar to Darius to Cyrus, Xerxes, all these different people. I'm not going to argue which Xerxes, and there's so many things you can go down here, but like, <laughs> um, essentially, I would love to know like some traits, leadership traits that he learned from those people, because obviously, yeah. you know, and that's the complexity of like you know God used those empires in some way. Um, he may not, he wasn't blessing everything they were doing, but they yeah. were used, you know, even Israel was conquered for reasons of their own doing. Yeah. And so Babylon was used by God in that way. But I would love to know what did he learn from those like pagan Kings that are so famous and he got to know some of them pretty well, or he was, he knew people who knew them. And I would love to like, what's his like leadership lifters, you know, kind of thing <laughs> yeah. that he like took away from these famous people, because regardless of, you know, they were bad people in some aspects, they did have good traits. You know, even yeah. King Nebuchadnezzar had some good traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Darius had good traits. And so, like, I would love to know, like, what what did, how did you grow as a person through watching them? And that yeah. whole principle, you can learn from anybody. Yeah. Um, that would probably, I'd be asking some questions around there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, talking about Nebuchadnezzar and stuff, too, one, one of the things that I think is just, like, most... Um, encouraging or, or inspirational for lack of a less cliche word about the Daniel story is that Dan, like Daniel's ministry for lack of a better word in, in these pagan kingdoms actually drew worship out mm. of these pagan Kings, yeah. you know, like yeah, there's that right. whole passage where Nebuchadnezzar after he regains his sanity, cause there's that whole part of the story uh, where he like <laughs> basically turns into an animal. What type for, of grass did he eat? I, I know. know. <laughs> I know. What did that do to his stomach? Know, it just seems like digestion, man. Um, <laughs> Did he chew the cud? Did he ruminate? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and then there's that whole moment where he regains his sanity after, I think it was like seven years or something like that. It was a long time. And he, he goes into this whole worship refrain, mm-hmm. praising mm-hmm. the God of Daniel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And um, so it's, it's, it's cool that it, in the midst of a vast and powerful ancient Near Eastern empire, Daniel rubbed off on the king more than yeah. the king rubbed off on Daniel. Mm-hmm. That. That's crazy. saying something. I know. And, he, and he, that started when he was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like anybody who looks at themselves and thinks, man, like, what am I ever going to accomplish in yeah. my lifetime? Or what can God use me for? I think Daniel's proof that you can come from, you can be like the ethnically oppressed, like captivated, captive nation. You can be from, you can be completely starting from the bottom and God can use you for something truly incredible. I I love, I was going to add that I, what I love about that, and it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, um, is it's that whole idea that he was, again, he was able to be around culture, not like him and positively influence. And so obviously we talk about a lot at Saddleback and Rick talks about this, that with culture, you know, you reject, receive, redeem. And there's mm-hmm. different aspects of that, of culture you can redeem, some you can receive, and some you just need to straight up reject. And with him, um, he was able to redeem that in, mm-hmm. uh, through his light. And I was thinking about, I just, I, I read some book recently. It was a non-Christian author. I posted something up online about, oh, this guy was really interesting read. And, you know, somebody, a friend of a friend posted, like, that person's not a Christian, you should not read him. Oh, and there was this like yeah. drastic, you know, and I understand where he, this individual is coming from. Sure. But there's this natural bent to kind of like, ugh, like we can't even be around that. But like, yeah. obviously all throughout the, you know, ultimately even when you go back to the beginning of the story of the people of Israel, like, you know, the Abrahamic covenant is supposed to be a, the key part of that of that covenant, that the last part is to be a blessing to 
the yeah. entire world, a light to the all nations. And over and over again, even when you get to the temple, the temple, you have this whole separate court for Gentiles because they didn't want to mingle. And Israel yeah. keeps on messing up with how to share their faith. And I think it leads over to how we share our faith, that we tend to like to segment our, our lives out. And Daniel, with stuff like that, he was able to beer on all these different people. And obviously Jesus yeah. did this. He sat at the table, yeah. ate with people that the Pharisees and all the people would never. And I just, that's something that just gets me like, oh, why, why do, why do people struggle with that? Why do I struggle with that? It's, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, perception, sometimes you got to be worried about perception, but it's just something that like, you know, being messy and figuring out how to live out your faith yeah. that way. Yeah. I think that's, it's one element that's so cool about, about his story is that he always knew that God was working. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no matter what the situation was, as awful as it appeared, like he knew that God was working. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of a big takeaway from his story. And that's something that everybody who's watching or listening can relate to is that no matter what your situation is, maybe you're working for an awful boss, who, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it doesn't mean that God isn't working and that God can't use you yeah. as a light or to rub off, you know, mm. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, you know, just trust that God's working. Mm. Rick has a quote that says, you can't win your enemies to Christ. You can only win your friends. Mm. So you need to start making friends with mm. people you disagree with. And, that's a much harder road for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, it's easy to just be like, you're not in my group, (laughs) so you're out of my face. And I don't, and and we, but when we do that, we kind of like throw aside our Jesus given Mm -hmm. responsibility to share Christ with the world. So, and you're just no longer like Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. You can't write them off. Yeah. You can't be like Jesus if you're not willing to be around people who, who disagree with you, Mm. but it's hard. It's hard. And Daniel probably had it the hardest. Yes. So it's kind of like God gives us this great example of like, this is about as hard as it gets, people. And if he can do it, (laughs) you better figure it out. All right. Let's ask a couple like fun rapid fire Mm. questions real quick. Just let's let's bring Daniel into the 21st century with us for a minute. (laughs) If you were going to cast Daniel as a superhero, what superhero do you think he'd be? Uh, Ant Man? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I mean, I guess like a Captain America, I would probably say because sure. he's able, he's like noble and has high integrity, makes sense, and faithful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really hard to corrupt. So he'd so. be like a Captain Judah. Yeah, Captain Judah. <laughs> Come oh. on, Cap. <laughs> Black Panther. Well, let's not Americanize this <laughs> ancient yeah, yeah. Israeli guy. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that famous superhero Captain Judah. I know. Um, I think that's a good call. If you had said Batman or something, I wouldn't have bought it. Yeah. That wouldn't like, make any sense. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that Daniel would have a preferred Coke or Pepsi? <sighs> I I think he would toe the line on this one and just pick Coke. I think he would probably just. I think with the Daniel plan, he'd probably say water. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not touching that one. All right, if Daniel was in an Olympic sport, which okay, event do you think he would I was thinking tiger blood. He would like have tiger blood, you, you know? He say, conquered the diamond. Oh, the, tiger blood. Yeah, yeah. You can't say through. if Daniel was an Olympic sport. I said in an Olympic sport. No, you did That's not. what I said. I did not hear that. Play All back. right. We'll, we'll see. Everyone, <laughs> everyone hit the 10-second back button, please, and see yeah, who's right. on that. <laughs> anyway, which sport do you think you'd compete in? Oh. <laughs> This isn't that hard. You can't say I think you it's play pretty for the Lakers. Uh, Olympic pretty... sport. Uh, that is such an interesting. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess I would, I would pick 
pole vaulting? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I like that. Pole. And what makes you think pole vaulting? <laughs> it's it's <What's>, ancient. <laughs> that's okay. pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty only, good. Okay. Yeah, what, what were you thinking? I wasn't thinking of anything. I was just trying to put okay, pressure okay, on you okay, by making right. it seem easy. I was like, really? <laughs> it's like something regarding lions. I mean, I'm thinking about know. still, like <laughs> what are the things that he could do? Like I was thinking, are there any sports where like it takes a lot of like that type of concentration? Because I don't think he had a lot of space. It's curling the is the answer. Curling, curling. yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, that's the answer. Pole vaulting. God um, okay. hadn't invented winter yet, guys. <laughs> okay, who would play Daniel in a movie of his life? Oh, Daniel D. Lewis. Anyway. Yes, <laughs> yes. Except he's done now, right? Daniel. He doesn't want to act anymore. Uh, he has said that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll come back. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's good. Uh, would Would Daniel prefer to use pen or pencil? Oh, pen. Pen, like one of those ancient feather. Like he would go old school. Oh, like a quill. Oh, like wow. it would be ink. That's really what, what, ink and quill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, the word of the Lord is immutable. I, I will not be writing in pencil. Separate pen for, for writing out God. He would have the whole thing. Oh, that's good. Uh, Jay, is there anything you want uh, the listeners and viewers of Doable Discipleship to know? Uh, I mean, I would just say that if you're watching this and you're or listening to it and you're somewhere where you don't have a church or you're not plugged in, you would love to get plugged into Saddleback, check out Saddleback's online community. We would love to get you into a group. We even offer Class 101 and 201 online right, right now, so... Uh, go to saddleback.com slash online or email online at saddleback.com. I would, we would love to provide a way, even if it's to find you a local church, we'll, we'll help facilitate that. Sweet. We'll give you lots of links in the show notes. We'll tell you how to get that series from Pastor Rick. We'll link you to Jay's email and the also, Small like, Group's website. Go read the book of Daniel. Jason will talk. Go read the book of Daniel. Yeah, I figure sure. that's I a good encouragement obvious. for doable discipleship. This is a pretty, yeah. If this doesn't tease the book of Daniel for you, there's nothing that will. Jay, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. We'll have you on again real soon. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like no, this. Okay. No. I, was like, I, I didn't, didn't know if we were ending right hey, there. Don't, don't lean against our real wood backdrop. Know, yeah, you made it the wiggle. Illusion. <laughs> you, just, you just broke continuity for all of our episodes. All right, let's end with that. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.